Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiler season with us. New cards. Welcome to Spoiler Season, Episode 10, 10. of War of the Spark. Before we get started, thanks to our sponsor for their support, New England Comics. You can find online at Facebook at NEC Coolidge and Flipside Gaming at flipsidegaming.com. So Katie, today we're going to start off with a card that I talked a lot about yesterday, even though it didn't even come out. Yeah, a surprising amount for a card that didn't come out yet. It is the one and only Kefnizzle. Kefnizzle's here, and he's taking names, okay? He's, he's dead. I was pretending he wasn't. Okay. All right. This to help so you through this moment, I'm going to read this card for our dear <laughs> listeners, viewers. This is God Eternal Capnet. Blue Blue 2. <laughs> Pull yourself together, man. Blue Blue 2 for a 4-5 legendary creature zombie god. Has flying. You may reveal the first card you draw each turn. As you draw it, whenever you reveal... Whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery card this way... Sorry, continue, continue. Okay, I'm going back to the start. I'm very... Oh, this is annoying. All right. Yeah, you read it. You may reveal the first card of your lot you draw each turn as you draw it. Whenever you reveal an instant or sorcery card this way, copy that card and you may cast the copy. That copy costs two less to cast. When God Eternal Cabinet dies or is put into exile from the battlefield, you may put it into its owner's library, third from the top. Thoughts? Comments? You're, you're a Cabinet fan. Okay, so... Look, we all know Kefnet was a titanic powerhouse in the last standard format, okay? And now we have to determine whether it's going to be equally powerful in this format. So, in the last format, Kefnet was the mirror breaker in control decks. You play a Kefnet on turn three, you win the game. Because remember, the default control deck was blue-red at the time. So, you can't kill this in blue-red, which is kind of funny. Um, And... It also beat Sphinx of the final word because mm. you just couldn't kill it. So, what was I going to say? Whether we'll see play in this yeah. current format. Whether yeah, it's as right, powerful right. as its previous. Yes, yeah, so, I think this Kefnet's really different than the last one. The last one was, like, clearly Alive. controlled. <laughs> no, no, go on. How, how else is it different? <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> The last Kefnet was clearly a control card, while this Kefnet is... Wants to be more proactive, right? The fact that you need to cast them when you are revealing them and drawing them for the turn means it definitely wants to be in a deck with a lot of instants and sorceries, but it needs to be cast right at that point. Oh, it's not, like, throughout the turn. Yeah. So it is... I mean, it's undeniably really powerful. Like, it has a reasonable body. It has, you know, the the god recursion-y thing. But it's similar to Teferi in that it gives you both card and mana advantage, right? It decreases the cost of spells. Like, imagine going, here's the top card. Oh, it's Chemistry's Insight. And then you get a you get to draw the Chemistry's Insight. Then you create a copy, and you pay two, and you draw two cards. That's, that's really good. Yeah. Um, and, you know, even things like copying Thought Erasure, right? Thought Erasure would be great to copy. Um, things, uh, burn spells are would be good to copy. So... I've heard people talk about this in like a blue, like a more blue black based, like mid range style deck um, mm-hmm. that's heavier on instants and sorceries. Um, it's just tricky because you have to find the right shell for it. And that might be really hard because you're looking for cards that benefit from the cost reduction, uh, but are not also just like bad cards. 
you know, and like you don't want it because if you don't have Kefnet, then you have to play those cards. So there's this a little right. bit of a weird tension, but the ability is super strong, right? Just getting free cards. However, keep in mind that people were incredibly high on Narset when she came out. And it was because they're like, yeah, you tick up and like, you draw a card if you're in a control deck. But like in that deck, you draw a card like maybe 50% of the time, right? And it, Kefnet is really not so different. You can have a little bit of manipulation, right? If you play like the Scry 4, draw 2 sorcery, you can do that. You can play as Kanta to try to fix your draws a little bit. So there's a couple of tools that we have access to to try to fix the draws and get the most out of Kefnet. Um, but really the question is going to be, what spells are you wanting to use? Like, what's going to be worth it to to try to reduce and copy? I mean, pretty much, I don't know. Like, even things like Opt, right, are, would be great. Like, I'm yeah. totally happy to get, like, a free Opt for a single blue mana. Um, so a lot of cool possibilities, and I expect I'll probably try out Kefnet at some point. Another interesting thing I just realized is it's, uh, you may reveal the first card you draw each turn. So if you Opt on your opponent's turn... And happen to reveal an instant. Yeah. You can... Wait. But you can't break the rules of sorceries. If you, you reveal a sorcery on their turn, can you cast that? Yep. Copy? You are able to... If you opt into a sleeper, you can sleep on their turn. Oh. Yeah. But, like, it's just... Right. I mean, the probability of that is low. But I'm, I'm saying, like, you can... Sort I'm just of... saying it's awkward because, like, that's so reactive. And, like, you want to be... You want to go, like, draw step thought erasure, right? You want, like... Maybe a, like, spot removal is okay, but, like, I'm thinking, like, red. Like, you want to be able to go, like, lightning strike. Oh, I don't have a target. Okay, lightning strike your face. Uh, Something that can be proactive. Like, you don't want to play counter spells in the in this hypothetical That would be deck. the saddest thing to reveal. You're like, well, I have a counter spell. I can't cast it now, but now you yeah. know about it. And it ends up feeling, like, modern, where you're like, all right, let's opt into Terminus on your turn. And now yeah. it's like, all right, let's opt into counter spell on your turn. Sweet. We, we missed. Yeah. Yeah. So... We need Jace the Mind Sculptor. Jace the Mind Sculptor to make Kefnet good. I was just thinking that. Yeah, it, could, it would be really good with Jace the Mind Sculptor. But this isn't good enough for modern. Because Jace the Mind Sculptor is... Not unless not you're doing... Yeah, I mean, this card's pretty slow and just kind of not great for modern. I don't know. You, I think you need to be doing something kind of broken with it to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Um, we did get a card for modern, but that'll, that'll come later. Um, all right. Next, we have Toll of the Invasion. This is Black 2. Uh, a mass one. Target opponent reveals their hand. You choose an online card from it. That player discards that card. Not bad. Uh, it's a little bit like a brain maggot for three mana. That's permanent, right? So that's not like a brain maggot. It, I mean, it's a better brain maggot, but it's one more mana. Oh, you're saying, oh, because it creates a creature. Right, it makes a one one, or it adds one power it to the board, one. right? Uh, yes, yes. You don't like the card very much? I just think, like, I'm assuming that in standard, like, you'd rather play Thought Erasure or Duress because the oh, I mean, well, yeah, maybe is so much more important than a 1-1 or 1 sure. additional power. I'm more, I'm more thinking, like, in Limited, like, I'd pretty happily play a 3-mana 1-1 that takes a card. Yeah, I think I would in Limited. I, Especially I if it can be little... just add a counter to something instead. That seems okay. I don't think it's great, but, like, yeah. I think it's a fine card. Like, the th- last couple, like, the Never Happened and those kinds of cards, mm-hmm. those saw a little bit of play in that format. And yeah. I imagine that this card can, too, since it has upside. Yeah, I always feel a little bit, like, conflicted about trying to take cards from the opponent's hand in Limited because most of the cards are mediocre and so what you're taking is not always that impactful and it's such a tempo loss as well that right. they spent it's much more important to play to the board and limited than to try to interact with their hand 
Yeah, so like I just don't know that this is even yeah. worth it there. Our next card is final finale promise. Finale of finale promise. Finale of yeah. promise. Just missed like the whole middle part. There. That's okay. That's okay. Finale of promise. Red red X. You may cast up to one target instant card and or one target sorcery card from your graveyard, each with converted mana cost X or less without paying its mana, their mana costs. If a card cast this way would be put into your graveyard this turn, exile instead. If X is 10 or more, copy each of those spells twice. <laughs> you may choose new targets for the copies. Okay. Thoughts, comments, concerns. I mean, okay, red, red, X, copy two spells in your graveyard and exile. It's like rebound, not rebound, but you know, like cast two spells in your graveyard and exile them so you can't recast them. I mean, so do we, how many instants or sorceries do we have that are X is 10 or, or more? Do we have well, 10 I, I don't, mana I don't, I think or you're, sorceries? I think what you're doing though, I don't, I don't know that you're using a 10 minute, but like. Oh, you can it's pay X or less, X right? is 10. So you do 10, and then you cast, like, um, Apex of Power, and you draw your deck. Or you cast, oh. like, Emergency Powers, and you do that three times. Like, right. Yeah, if you can get it off for X is 10, that's nuts. And, like, in Standard, that kind of feels like the direction you want to go in, where you're like, all right, let's, like, build a combo deck. But this card is modern playable. Because you get to go in Blue-Red Phoenix, Red-Red 1, cast Faithless Looting, cast Opt. Or cast uh, bolt, right? Or cast surge. You get this is just a two for one, and it's also a sorcery, which means you cast this. This is three spells. Well, this, this brings is all your two for back. one on faithless because you exile it and you would have. No, I mean you're getting two cards, yeah, yeah, yeah. two spells for yeah, one, yeah, right? Yeah, card yeah, and yeah. like yeah, because faithless looting. But faithless looting in that deck is not like really card disadvantage. Like yeah, you're yeah, putting yeah. stuff in the graveyard that you want there. So, but also you know if you have phoenixes, this auto brings back phoenixes. Because it's three spells. It recasts them. You cast them. So it does count as yeah. casting. Yeah. Additionally, yeah. in modern, this is now red, red, cast a suspend card from your graveyard for free. Uh, right? So this is yet another way. We had Electric Dominance, and now we have Finale of Promise. So it looks like you might be at, like, Living End slash Restore Balance, like those kinds of decks. Um, there's just so many ways to cast those cards now uh, that I imagine they'll probably pop up again in modern before people beat them back down and say remember your deck is bad but <laughs> a lot of consistency to those decks yeah interesting it's pretty sweet these are these are like so splashy i, I like when they print these cards at mythic because i think these just feel really like cool to yeah to players. it's a cool card to try to to try to build around yeah um and it feels like a real a real good payoff for standard and like a real flashy powerful thing to do which is which is sweet so cool Next, we have Pledge of Unity, which is green, white, one, instant. Put a plus one, plus one counter on each creature you control. You gain one life for each creature you control. This card's pretty pushed for limited. Yeah. I mean, we're used to, like, you know, four mana, instant, or sorcery for, like, some temporary pump that, like, okay, well, it's done after this turn. This is, like, counter on everything, and then you also gain a bunch of life, so, like, it's hard for your opponent to kill you. I think this card's pretty good. You obviously need to be playing mostly creatures, but if you're in green and white, that's probably you're what you're doing anyways. Playing, yeah. Exactly. Um, so there was that green-white standard token Z deck mm -hmm. with Drastani, mm -hmm. 
is this this doesn't seem you'd rather just play unbreakable formation right yeah i think you definitely rather play unbreakable formation i don't think the instant speed or the life gain is relevant enough um yeah, to, to be out is way better absolutely absolutely and vigilance means that you can you know especially mm. in the mirror you get to just kill they, they die because they can't <laughs> attack back yeah so next card is jace's triumph oh wait wait the, the the flavor text is so nice why don't you read it okay no one hero will save this day. Today, we must all be heroes. Even to ball. <laughs> Gideon Jura. Gideon is taking a page out of Ajani's book. Ajani's in the art. Yeah, that's right there. Right he there. He learned that they have to pledge unity. I think there's a lot of planeswalkers in this photo. Uh, it's him and Ajani. Is this oh, like, that's like is Domri, that Domri and Nars Arlen? Arlen? Yeah. Uh, I don't recognize them all from their top of their heads, but why not? Uh, I guess I'm not a real magic player. That so. green arm is probably Nissa. <laughs> is it or is it a Shia? Oh, it could Shia be. Shia um, has green arms. Who's our other planeswalker who's green? Brath of Vivian. Yeah, well, or Braska. Anyways, Jason's oh, triumph. Yeah, blue. Is this the last in the triumph cycle? Uh, we we got Gideon white blue. We didn't get Liliana's triumph. Oh, okay. Black, yeah, red, green. We got the Nisses and Chandra's. So, Jace's Triumph. Blue, two. Sorcery, draw two cards. If you control a Jace Planeswalker, draw three cards instead. This is a, a card that is very possible to see play, particularly if you have, uh, like, more of a tap-out deck. Divin it, like, right now, Control is not set up to want this card. But post-rotation or in a couple of months, Divination has seen standard play before, as has painful truths right mm -hmm. and if when once we lose to fury uh jace might become the kind of default control planeswalker and if that's the case and the the plane the the control deck tends toward more tapping out and like it doesn't mind tapping out on three to draw some cards and try to hit lands which is the reason why you know three is better than four is because it, sometimes you just get stuck on mana before you even hit chemistry's insight or gloomer of genius or whatever mm -hmm. and and divination helps with that a lot it helps you to hit lands but uh you know, this is it is just divination, and then just really good upside in the late game. So, um, I think that it's it's probably playable, and you probably play it over divination because of the possible upside. Um, but honestly, like, it's it doesn't really matter that much. I don't think like if you have an active Jace and you can afford to then tap three mana to draw cards in addition to the cards that Jace is drawing you, like you're just gonna pull so far ahead, you're probably gonna win anyways. Um, but Divination with Upside, if Divination becomes playable, then this card is by default played over it. Cool. Next we have Firemind Vessel, 4 mana artifact. Firemind Vessel enters the battlefield tapped, and it can tap to create, add 2 mana of different colors. So, uh, flavor text too. We find out the city mourned Niv-Mizzet's death, no. but he left behind the components... For his rebirth. Oh, okay. Whew. Yeah, don't worry. Niv's, Niv's yeah, coming back. That Niv's was a scary back. moment. I'm so glad they print the cards in order so that I can immediately know he's a-okay. <laughs> so, this card, does this remind you of anything? No? It reminds me a little bit of Hedron Archive, uh, which is the four mana artifact that tap for two colorless, and you could also pay something, tap it, and draw two cards. Sack it and draw two cards. That seems super different. I mean, this just plays like a super different role than that. What does this play? This looks like it's a color fixing thing, and it does not cycle for cards, so it's it doesn't. This ramps you by two. 
Oh, I, I was not looking at it the ramp access because I was thinking more. This is an artifact and can be played in any like limited deck. And oh, I'm thinking. Yeah, you're we thinking limited. I'm thinking standard. Oh, okay, sure. Because I was saying we were saying like uh, colors might be a problem in limited. We're still not sure if they're printing mm-hmm. like multicolored lands. So I was thinking this will be pretty valuable in limited yeah. if you're taking multi. Definitely, cards. definitely. This is definitely a great card in limited, primarily for the color fixing, like you said. I was thinking in standard. Um, this kind of card is decent uh, because it, it it's it's been traditionally like a nice spot to ramp, right? It's on four, you cast Explosive Vegetation to get two lands, or you cast Hedron Archive to get two lands. I think it's Hedron Archive. Um, to like to, to make two mana, right? right. Firemind Vessel, though, is different in that it can't replace itself in the late game after you super like have your mana set up, but you need more gas. Uh, but it has the upside of... Um, making colored mana, which Hedron Archive never did. Yeah. So it allows you to ramp, have some flexibility in what you're ramping into, which is which is cool. But do we think there's like a fair amount of artifact removal in standard right now with like Vraska and Vivian and it's mostly Vivian. But like the thing is, is that Vivian, I, like I don't. It depends on what my opponent's playing. I don't know if I'm gonna take down Vivian and kill this. Like this, and if they right. they do take down Vivian and kill this, I don't know that like from that perspective, I'm super upset about it. Like. Yeah, they killed my ramp piece. Presumably it's redundant and I have other ramp pieces. So this is the kind of artifact that I don't think like I'm too worried about Vivian. I'd be more worried about Vivian if like my game plan revolved around like ironically Vivian's arc bow. And I'm like, <laughs> oh well with the amount of Vivian's in the format, she can just blow up her own bow and then, you know, that that's sad. But Firemind Vessel is is a good ramp piece and something to keep in mind if you're planning on trying to ramp in standard. Perhaps you're gonna ramp to some finale of promise. That's exactly what I was thinking. Or maybe or- you want to ramp to a five-colored card that's really hard to cast unless you have maybe artifacts that tap for two mana. Such as? Niv-Mizzet Reborn! He's back. Bum, 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 bum. Is that his reborn music? Mm-hmm. His resurrection music? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. What's he do? You tell me. Oh, okay. Uh, Niv-Mizzet Reborn is white, blue, black, red, green for a 6-6 six, six legendary creature, dragon avatar, uh, with flying. When Niv-Mizzet Reborn enters the battlefield, reveal the top 10 cards of your library. For each color pair, choose a card that's exactly those colors from among them. Put the chosen cards into your hand and the rest in the bottom of your library in a random order. And you can see he's got this glowing thing on his chest, which looks like it's a couple circles with 10 lines. So you got the 10 guilds. So Niv-Mizzet seems to, I don't know, maybe become the guild pact or uh, just, you know, becomes like the leader of the resistance or something. Um... He's a rainbow boy now. Yeah. This feels like a commander card. Uh, you want to play in a commander deck with a lot of gold cards and try to draw as many cards as you can when you cast this. Uh, the probability of drawing cards that fit this description is low, uh, very low, if you want to hit all 10. Oh, okay. I'm, like... I'm only thinking about all 10. Yeah, you're definitely going to draw a bunch of cards off him, and that's awesome. But you want to hit 10. That's the wow. achievement. you got to unlock it. The ways you can do it is you can try to think about, like... Uh, I think in, like, OG Ravnica, we had some split cards that were, like, we had black-green, and then we also had, like, red-blue, like, black-green and, like, black-red. And I don't know if that card is, like, it does if that counts as a two-color pair. I think it works, but I'm not hmm. sure. But that's one way you can kind of try to go for that. Uh, you can do it with, like, hybrid cards, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, th- I think it's pretty hard because it says exactly those colors. Oh, I know. I know. So you can't, like, 
But if you have a split card that's red, blue, like red, black, and black, green, can you pick which one? That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure about. Yeah, and if you can, that's one way to up the number of cards you draw off Niv. But yeah, obviously, really powerful card and pretty exciting for those people who like Commander, Mm. Um, which is a lot of people. Apparently. Next is our first bond, uh, the bond cycle. So we have bond of discipline, white four sorcery. Tap all creatures your opponents control. Creatures you control gain lifelink until end of turn. Flavor text, we agree that order benefits everyone, but not until you enforce it. This is the Orzov-Azorius bond. Um, you can see in the art we have the Orzov mage and the Azorius mage blending their guild symbols and becoming Esper. Oh, yeah. That's cool. It's pretty cool. It, it looks, honestly, looks a little like the Illuminati eye, <laughs> doesn't it? Like It looks like there's the eye in the center of the uh, Azorius triangle, and it yeah. looks like it's an eyeball with eyelashes and stuff (laughs) little creepy that's okay okay that's pretty cool this feels to me like in limited if you're hopefully in a white maybe green deck that's going wide this is hopefully the turn you tap all your opponent's creatures and like swing out and kill them and if you don't kill them the lifelink gives you a turn so you don't die in the swing back Mm -hmm. and then if you're wide enough you can swing through the last couple yeah the lifelink is pretty important and because the card is expensive Lifelink is important because cards like, you know, uh, what is it? The, like the, I forget what it's called, the threatened effect that hits everything. Like the, um, you, you can't, creatures oh, oh, can't block. Cosmo Cosmotronic Wave. Wave, but the worst version. That's just like red one sorcery, creatures without flying can't block this turn. Oh. Like that effect, right? Is either you win the game or you lose the game because <laughs> it, you can't cast it and it does nothing. And it does terrible when you're behind. It's good very specifically when you're at parity or ahead. Right. Uh, and Bond. It is kind of similar, um, except the lifelink makes it so that it's not terrible. Like, you can cast it when you're not going to win the game and probably pull yourself far enough ahead that you, you'll still be okay. But I would not want to play a lot of these. I'd play, like, one at most, mm-hmm. and I really want to make sure I'm playing a lot of creatures. Yeah. Next, we have Centaur Nurturer. This is green three for a 2-4 Centaur Druid. When Centaur Nurturer enters the battlefield, you gain three life. And you can tap to add one mana of any color. Great. Really important for limited. Yeah. Again, we're getting more color fixing now. This is really good for the reasons you talked about. Yeah. This is only obviously available in green. So. Yeah. But it's at common as opposed to the artifact, which is at uncommon. So. Yeah. Sometimes in these gold sets where green has the fixing, you end up seeing like usually like two color decks and then you see five color green, right? Where like <laughs> it's base green and then you just splash all the stuff that you want. Yeah. Our next bond is Bond of Flourishing. This is the Simic Celestia bond. It's green one, sorcery. Look at the top three cards of your library. You may reveal a permanent card from among them and put it into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library. In any order, you gain three life. Excellent flavor text. We agree that life should flourish. We disagree on the optimal number of limbs. <laughs> that is the disagreement between the Simic and the uh, Celestia. Yeah. What do you think of this? Uh... I mean, I think it's, I think it, it reminds me of like, um, what's it called? Anticipate mm-hmm. in blue, right? It's basically green it's anticipate, a green anticipate. Sorcery. And it gains you three life, which I assume is completely irrelevant, but, and the sorcery is pretty irrelevant in green too. I think the three life's actually not what? super, I think like, what? I think life gain. Are you li- saying life gain is good? I'm saying that Confirmed. life. Ryan thinks life gain life is the gain best. Life gain is at its best when it's staple onto something you want to do anyways. Absorb mm. is so good yeah. because it's incidental life gain. 
Um, and this is a similar role. It means that like in matchups where the life gain doesn't matter, who cares? You get to do this effect in life in matchups where it does, right? Like mono red. If you have this card in your deck pre-board, yeah. it's gonna feel pretty bad on turn two or turn three to like tap your mana and use this. But the three life buys you time, right? It buys you a little bit of time so that you can then deploy whatever you find or you hit your land drop, whatever. So I think Bond of Flourishing is fine. Uh, I don't super anticipate it seeing a lot of play in standard um, and in limited. It's, I never love cards like this that only look three deep because eh. But I think if you're trying to hit like colors and lands and stuff in your base green, I think this card goes up in value. Yeah. I, I was find these effects a little bit challenging to assess for constructed because like i changed my mind i like it in limited continue okay you can come back to that but like you're not going up on cards right it's card selection yep. not card advantage so like a part of me is always like well wouldn't i just rather like draw my next card yeah but i think the strength of a card like this as opposed to um uh incubate incubation incubation oh, incongruity yeah, right incubation only finds creatures but this finds creatures or lands, a permanent or land, right? So planeswalker, creature, artifact, enchantment, or right. land. And to me, that's where the strength is because it's it's not that like it's like you know incubation. Sure, like I would just rather have a creature and like all its strength is just really like oh do I want a two drop or a four drop? Like maybe right. I'll find both and be able to choose which one I want. But this I think is a lot better when you can hit lands because then it's like oh I need a land or I need a threat and this will find you either one and it kind of occupies both spots, which is a, a nice place to be. Okay, so uh, your reassessment on limited. Yeah, I just I think it's important to hit land drops, and this card, literally what I just said, but for limited. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I'd say also like it's good in the early game because land drops and colors, and good in the late game because find you threats. So. Yeah. Including planeswalkers. Mhm. Mhm. All right, contentious plan. This is blue one, sorcery proliferate, draw a card. It's nice and simple. Wow. Niv-Mizzet had perfected a plan, but he had no control over the mortal minds who had to agree to implement. <laughs> Niv, such a boss, such a boss. Uh, I like this in Limited. I think, like, this is great for the spells deck. Uh, it, oh, yeah. Free, you know, like, proliferate with no value at a relatively cheap cost. If it was a single man, I'd like it more. But, you know, we can't always get what we want, Katie. It's pretty good for a common. Yep, and it could see play and constructed definitely if proliferate ends up being important, um, right. because it's just good. Like if you know if you see a deck like Drakes or Phoenix that then is like, oh, let's start adopting like Planeswalkers like Sahili and um, the other one that is good in that deck. Then I forget which Planeswalker, but I think there's two that that deck could play. So you start playing those, and then this becomes better because now oh, Ral, that's what it is, Sahili and Ral, yeah. Ral. Because now you get to go, like, for example, minus Ral, right? Minus two, copy my next spell. Cast Contentious Plan. Proliferate twice, draw two cards, and now Ral's back up to where he started. Hmm. So just, like, super solid synergy. And if you have a Sahelia, you get, uh, you know, a, a Arthopter as well. So, like, a nice simple cantrip that also makes your walkers that are, like, kind of your base core uh, game plan seems like a, a strong card to have access to if that's uh, what you're doing. Nifty. Yeah, and that's all we got for today, Katie. Uh, so some more exciting cards. We're going to probably be uh, off for the weekend. But on Monday, be sure to tune back in when the next batch of spoilers starts us off with the final week of spoiler season. Exciting. Very. Exciting. 
Uh, well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Thanks to our sponsors for their support. Uh, New England Comics, you can find it on Facebook at NEC Coolidge. And Flipside Gaming, you can find it online at flipsidegaming.com. I'm Ryan. I'm Katie. And this is Spoiler, Spoiler Season. Season.